Years ago, give or take a couple years, I was on Fountain Square with a friend. We had had lunch. It was a beautiful day, and we were just kind of hanging out there talking about life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, and the great game of golf. And a man walked up to us, complete stranger, and asked if we believed in God. And we answered yes, and he had a Bible in his hand, and he opened the Bible and began reading to us about Joseph and his brothers and how he had been sent into slavery in Egypt by his brothers. And then he stopped and he began offering his own testimony about his belief in God. I learned, and I've learned on many other occasions, that there are people who see as an important part of their lives to do something like that. They offer their testimony about their belief in God to anyone who will listen. They tend to talk about their own conversion, about how they lived a life of sin, how Jesus pulled them out of the gutter and washed them in his blood so that they are now whiter than snow. When I was in elementary school several years before that, I remember one of the teachers asking us, since we were 13, 14 years old and able to make our own decisions about what we would do and what we would say, she said, if you were accused of being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Again, how do we offer testimony to God? I don't know about you, but I wasn't raised where I would stand on Fountain Square or at a mall or on a street corner or in a public square and testify to my faith. And maybe we hesitate in doing that because first we weren't taught to do that or maybe because we don't feel worthy enough to do that or faithful enough to do that or extraordinary enough to do that. Maybe we're more comfortable with being in the background or sitting on the bench or having a supporting cast rather than being out in the public eye. Maybe we wonder about the role that God has for us in our lives. But Jesus looked at the people of his age and said, the time will come when you will lose everything, even your temple, and the temple was the focus of their lives. You will be hated, handed over, perhaps even put to death, and yet it will lead to your giving testimony. Among those people were men, women, children, rich and poor, business people and homemakers, doctors of that day, and those who farmed the land. The sins of some of them were known to everyone. We heard about Zacchaeus a couple weeks ago. We know Zacchaeus grew rich from being a tax collector. We know that Peter denied Jesus, even knowing him. As we read the scriptures, few of Jesus' friends really understood him. But yet, while none of them lived perfect lives, in the end, all of them gave testimony. So even if we're like Peter from time to time and have sometimes denied what is truth, we still have a truth to speak it's because people need to hear that truth. And like Zacchaeus, perhaps we may have cheated someone but we too can make restitution as Zacchaeus said he would. 
to say we're sorry if we've done something wrong, to say those words that people really need to hear. We don't know what impact our testimony may have. A lonely person needs to hear that God is present in his or her life, even when God seems so distant. A new mother who hasn't slept well in weeks because a brand new baby is colicky and she has no one with her because her husband's out of town, needs to know that the light of Christ shines in her life too. The people in the Philippines who are so desperate that in some areas people are digging up water lines in order to boil water to drink, need to know that their lives have meaning even if people don't know their names. Yesterday I assisted at a funeral of a 33-year-old man married six years ago, who died of cancer. And his wife spoke words of remembrance about her husband. My sense is not only did she speak of the love she had for him, is she read from a journal that contained his words of his love for her, but she also lived that as a testimony every day of their marriage, in word and in action, her husband's love for her, her love for him, and God's love for both of them. And it is the Spirit of God that forms us together as a people who give testimony, perhaps more by our actions and our words from time to time, and give shape to our church, to our families, and to our community. Each one of us is a beloved child of God, and each one of us has a story to tell about how God works in our lives. And maybe our testimony, as I said, isn't found in our words, but in the way we care for our families, the way we treat our friends, the way we welcome a stranger, the way we sacrifice for someone who's in need. To testify to God means that we accept that our lives aren't perfect and perhaps are downright messy from time to time. And maybe our stories don't seem extraordinary or epic, but our stories are the story of God who's working in our lives. God who sent his only son to work in our lives and to lead us to heaven. Because we all know that life is more than life here on earth, that God is preparing a dwelling place in that place where God is. Eternity, where we hope to be at the end of our lives and how blessed we are to God to have God mixing with us and blessing us each and every day.